Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon show. Danny Kelly was with us for a deep dive into the eight games so far in the Premier League this weekend. He was on good form, wasn't he? He was. We had a chat about the Women's World Cup final. We did. And he was quite scorched earth. Hopefully you'll enjoy that, uh, unless you're one of the England women's players. And we had some clips of the week pewter, which had some good ones in. Verging on gold, some of them. Anyway, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Yes, good afternoon, Paul. We'll talk about uh, Chelsea with Danny, so uh, I won't go into it People now. expecting you to do a rant? Well, not, not really. a rant, are you? No, not really. It's uh, Early days. Look, it wasn't like losing like last year. Last year when we lost, we were the worst team. We were out and outplayed mm. and we weren't fit yesterday we were the better team but we didn't win the game so no. you know that's the way it goes And uh, but the, the World Cup final I thought was an incredible disappointment yeah it was disappointing they couldn't you know, put, you know, put I, their I game do, together England yesterday I do feel there's some incredible double standards going on here I mean, if an England men's team had turned up for a final and played like that you know honestly Serena Vigman would be a turnip on the front page <laughs> instead of being hailed as a hero seriously it's just double standards I thought they, you know, it was the biggest game of their life, and they didn't turn up, and that has to be said. That can happen. Can happen, but that's what did they happen. just didn't perform on the day. Yeah. They performed well in the tournament. They didn't perform well on that. Too but many underperforming. Yeah, men's team, right? Yeah. No, I mean the last corner for England summed up the whole game, wasn't it? It was just pathetic, really. And <laughs> Robert, well, it's got to be said. You know, you, you can't have this the way yeah. you just go. Oh, it was marvellous that they lost. That doesn't do them any good. No. You know, if you want to be treated exactly the same, which I know they do, then you've got to expect the criticism. I yeah. thought they were terrible. Uh, but any very... team in any circumstance can, for whatever reason, not turn yeah, up course. and perform on the day. And it is frustrating. Yeah, it Of course was. it is. And they'll be more frustrated than anybody. It was classic foreign football team with great technique beat English cloggers. It was. You, know, you had to say well, that. Cloggers is pushing it well, a I bit. Think, I, I think, think that's, that's a bit... Were pretty I think average, that's a bit big. much. They looked... Below the other team, they look below the, the best team. One, I mean, Spain they? at the moment, yeah, they were the best team. They're definitely yeah. the best team on the day. But across all of um, women, only one team playing football. That's what I thought. I mean, that's was what it, I saw. It was always going to be a clash of styles, wasn't it? And yeah. if you go behind to a team that play like that, who keep the ball that well, it's going to be difficult. You've got yeah, to yeah. score. It was first. a great goal by them. And uh, but it was had we scored first, it could have been a different game. I started. I did a, what a lot of people did. I read in the paper this morning. I started on the BBC. And because uh, I like Robin Cowan, she's a good commentator, but she had a cold, which didn't help. Yeah. And then you could hear the Spanish commentator that she was fighting in the background. I thought, I can't listen to this for 90 minutes. So I turned wow. over and watched ITV. I did worry good. for when she, when she was running through the teams, Robin yeah. Cowan, the voice started. Oh, no, 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 she did incredible. I did stick with it. She took in, mm, did did. incredibly well to. To make it through, really. But, uh, yeah, no, it was, a, it was a really a massive disappointment, but there you go, what can you do? Right. That's football. Mm. And, uh, yeah, well, it was. <laughs> what am I supposed to say, that it's marvellous? No, I'm, I mean, not, I'm not asking so you to say it's marvellous. I mean, maybe I'm asking for a touch more nuance than cloggers, that's all. I think all that's right. probably pushing it a little bit. There was that thing when, a, you know, a very good Spanish team... Beats and it's happened in the men's yeah, but, game. Yeah, but how many times have you sat there and said, "Oh, Spanish football, pass, 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 yeah. no end product." They had a bit of end product. They did have a bit of end product. So you can't have it always. I think you know to England have played some decent football. I mm. think at times during the tournament, but they just didn't play well today. Tactically, maybe Serena Vigman got it wrong. She proved that yesterday with all the changes she I made at half Only Casey Stoney was critical. 
She yeah. says, Severina Vigman's worked wonders with this team, which is true. Yeah. But if I'm being honest, I didn't understand the changes at half-time. You're 1-0 down in the World Cup final and you take off Alessio Russo and Rachel Daly, two players who can play as a number nine and can yeah. get a goal. It meant that we lacked the focal point when we should have been putting balls into the box or playing it long. Even then, with the players who were brought on, I would have played Lauren James as a number nine to try and keep hold of the ball, blah, blah, blah. So she, she's great. Everybody else yeah. is going, what a triumph. This no. Is. I, it was a triumph. It wasn't a I triumph. I don't know. I've read a few match reports that have said she got some stuff wrong tactically. I thought Russo was not... She wasn't having a good game, was she? The ball wasn't sticking no, to her. No, she wasn't She looked best, really nervous. But, you know, when players are like that, you've got to try and stick with yeah. them if you can. It, you, all the time, it was like... I was just lining up for a drop goal or a golden point. I was just thinking, just get Lauren mm. James sort of hovering on the edge of the box. <laughs> we can just get one out to her. She she strikes the ball so well, but she never yeah, got yeah. any chance. She had one shot, didn't she, really? Mm. She never really got any chances like that, and that was that was the blow, unfortunately. But we're going to have a chat later on and look at... I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. If, if, if it is going to lead to this increased interest in the, in, in the women's game, more people playing, more people wanting to sample it, oh, we've well. seen that improving, yeah. then hopefully we'll see more games at the men's stadiums. Although the first step, of course, if you're going to play at these satellite stadiums that hold 13,000, 14,000 people, you've got to be filling those. Yeah. You can't be having fives and sixes and then saying, well, why aren't we playing... At the stadium that holds 40, 50, hey, look, 60, build, But once you, know, you get to the stage where you're selling out the satellite grounds, 15, 20,000 people, and that affects salaries of players, that affects TV rights, you need no, that no, knock I, on I effect. I don't think there's any doubt that women's football is going to. It was, WSL was great last year, yeah. really exciting. So I don't think that's a problem. It'll just go from strength to strength. I tell you, you did get it completely wrong, though. Um, Fortune teller Jemima Packington. Oh, no, with her asparagus. With her asparagus. Yeah. She said before the match, the asparagus told me we're in for a tense final and the game will go to yeah. penalties. But the Lionesses will come out as winners. I'm sure of this. And you think yeah. to yourself, is it because the asparagus weren't in season? Was it the sort of Peruvian <laughs> ones? Is that the problem? Um, <laughs> yeah, this is Jemima Packington. We've had her on before. She throws... She should pack it in. Yeah, pack it, <laughs> Jemima pack it in. That's the headline today. Really? She throws asparagus in the air and where it lands, she reads it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> she reads it, and she reads the asparagus. You're wrong. And based on that, uh, she would have started with Lauren James. That's what the asparagus said, maybe. But anyway, um, so we're going to uh, kick off looking at all the Premier League games this weekend. In uh, company well, actually, I've just Kelly. seen her asparagus said, Chelsea never get anything at the London Stadium. So right. she was right about that yeah. one. Um, she, the asparagus also told you, oh, your water will be strong today. That's right, yeah. You might want to open a window. So Danny Kelly's going to join us um, mm. to look back on the uh, Premier League weekend. We'll cover all eight games played so far. We've got a match tonight, of course, uh, live on TalkSport. Palace versus Arsenal. And uh, we will be chatting to Jacob Hawley, friend of the show, comedian, Arsenal fan. Uh, get his take on that one this evening. It is the first time that Mikel Arteta is going to have to make that goalkeeping choice. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine Reyes only just Reyes joined. Yeah, of course he, he will. will. He will. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's an sure. interesting dilemma and we'll be... Uh, chatting about that um, also we'll have some clips of the week pewter Andy Brassel will guide us around Europe there's some big stories this weekend it's quite a lot of transfer stuff understandably players Jeremy Doku's uh, apparently being discussed for Manchester City now um, and had a great Euros didn't he and then got injured wasn't quite as effective in the World Cup but um, we'll get Andy's take on that any other questions for Andy on players that um, your club has been linked with from around Europe. Verratti for Manchester United. They probably do need to do something in that midfield. What are the chances of that happening? Uh, we'll ask Andy about that. So any questions for him? Talksport.com forward slash H and J. You can text for eight ten eighty nine, or you can tweet to T S H and J T S H A N D J, and we will do our best to uh, put your questions to Andy Brussel when he joins us a little bit later on so uh, that's all to come um, we're going to get you involved in your days of the emergency official you've probably seen the Portsmouth supporting Lino who uh, had to just uh, drop everything get out the crowd found him a pair of gold boots and he uh, and he went out and did his thing at the weekend they asked over the PA after a couple of injuries and the Cheltenham boss Wade Elliott said he was probably the best official we've had this year perhaps the <laughs> perhaps the rest should have a curry and four pints before a game because he had his normal pre-match that's brilliant yeah he, uh, he had his normal pre-match he had a few pints and a curry so uh, he had a really good game yeah. so have you been an emergency official uh, even better if you've been called upon to do anything after uh, four pints and a curry apart from drive obviously uh, yeah. talksport.com text 8 to 89 tweet TSHNJ 0371 
01419 Danny Kelly up next. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. As always, yeah. Danny Kelly. Good afternoon, Danny. Hello, chaps. How are you doing? All good? Yeah, we're not too bad. Oh, thank yeah, you. great. Not too good. bad. Yeah, yeah. We're oh, probably Andy. Probably <laughs> slightly better than him. But anyway, we're going to come on to that. <laughs> Let's deal with those two games first. Let's kick off then. Uh, with yesterday's uh, late kickoff, it is West Ham United three, Chelsea one. Andy, go on. You you can kick us off. What did mm. you make of? I think I look. I think from a, let's see what Danny makes of it in a minute. But I thought from the neutrals, you, you're work in progress. It's a young team knitting together under new management. You've got to give them time. I, I'd agree with that. Absolutely agree with that. I, I just thought the, the game completely hinged on one of the worst penalties I've ever seen in my life. What, take, what in terms of the taking of taking it? Taking of it. I mean, mm. that, if Chelsea had gone 2-1 up, mm. it would have changed the game entirely because West Ham, mm. their tactics, they could carry on at 1-1. They could keep those tactics going, which would basically sit back, let Chelsea have the ball and hope that they don't score. And really that penalty would have made West Ham have to come out mm. and I think it may have ended 2-2 but I think just as likely Chelsea would have gone on to win the game. They certainly deserve to win the game but in the end if you make mistakes I mean I, I just find the buying policy so odd. You know you've bought this bloke disaster. disaster. I mean you know <laughs> is he better than Chalabar? Looking at him he isn't. Mm. So why have you bought him? You know look at what's his name Lavia. Why did we buy Lavia? When when we were struggling to break West Ham down the 10 men, did anybody look to the Chelsea's bench and go, oh, if only we had another defensive midfielder we could bring on? Yeah. Said no one in the entire universe. <laughs> so why did they buy him? Why not buy a striker? 900 million spent. And they haven't brought a striker. It's yeah. Matt, Jackson's good, but he's like Kalu's a second striker. He's not a man to lead the line. You know, yes, they've got Brozier, but when's he coming back? Yeah. How good will he be? You know, honestly, to spend all this money. And Mudrick, yeah. I can't see it. 80 million quid. I cannot. Sometimes you look at a player and think, oh, he's struggling a bit, but he's got something about him. This bloke, yeah. I think he could play till he's 100. He'd never be any good. There is a touch of there, this chicken around. God, he's useless. Uh, but I say, with a bit of distance on this, Danny, I don't know if you agree with me or not. I just, you know, look, it's very early days for Chelsea, no, I isn't thought it? They, uh, in parts, they played really well. They did. Look, they, I mean, yeah, Chelsea were the better team and deserved to win the game. I and mean, there were moments when I, um, with my. You know, Pochettino Spurs hat on. I, I sucked in a deep breath, uh, Andy. There was a, m a moment when Ben Chilwell, who was the second furthest forward Chelsea player, passed the ball out to his left um, to Levi Cole, who was the furthest forward Chelsea player. I thought, mm. aha, Pochettino, aha, Bielsa. Mm. Um, and it, I thought Chelsea were far the better team for long spells. Raheem Sterling looked fantastic for the first time in a couple of years. That was his best game um, for Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was Very terrific. Well. Yeah. It was terrific. Um, and, you know, on another day, they would have won. I mean, also, you know, they're getting 76% possession away from home. You won't win, a, you won't lose a lot of matches like that. You're right. The, the game turned on a penalty. It took some of the stuffing out of uh, Chelsea and also got the West Ham fans right back into the game and they had a huge influence yeah. in the second half. Yeah, it was a lovely um, goal by uh, Antonio. It was a beautiful finish. Well, crack, Again, yeah. they spent all this money and they ended up with Brighton's third keeper. I mean, you know, I don't think he was ever intended to be the number one. He certainly isn't a number one. And I think the other thing that Chelsea have to lose is this injury curse. I mean, we are cursed it's by It's not injury. easy to lose an injury no, curse. Know, Do you want a Barry Fryer to have a wee in well, all four corners of the pitch? You look at a guy like Chuck Wameka, you've, spent, you've bought him for quite a lot of money. Yeah. He's only a kid. You've persevered with him for a year. He suddenly has a brilliant pre-season. He was great against Liverpool. He played really well against West Ham. He scores a fabulous goal. Five minutes later, he's got a knee injury, which looks really serious. Wow. And that is a big problem. Belton goal, yeah. You're absolutely Let's right talk West Ham as well. Uh, Ward Prowse uh, looking the part. No, say not mm. just whipping in the crosses, but it was a good ball it's for the second no one came in for him. He's, <laughs> such a, he's worth yeah. a goal a game with those yeah. deliveries. And they'll be hoping that the FA are sort of dragging their feet with this uh, inquiry into Paqueta because... That's, uh, that, that's a real problem. It's a conundrum for, for West Ham in particular because... Mm. Um, the, the charge has been now. Let's first of all say innocent till proven guilty. Absolutely, and, and he's let's say we all hope, charges. Let's yeah. hope that he's innocent. But mm. the charge he's been given is more serious than the one that Ivan Tony got. Mm. And the, it, given what the tremendous amount of book that was thrown at Ivan Tony, if Pakatar is found guilty of this, he he is a, a busted flush for for a long time probably. Mm. And of course, if you're West Ham, the fact that you've had a an offer for him in the very in the last week, probably in the in the region of seventy or eighty million quid. Um, that's that's a real um, odd one. Um, um, look, 
for the sake of everybody and everything, let's just hope that the, mm. the guy is innocent um, and they can all move on. But uh, it's it's a mess for West Ham if, if he's not. Yeah. Be got, they've got a problem, West Ham. I mean, most teams would have beaten West Ham yesterday. They should have lost. Mm-hmm. The way they're, they're going to play like that all season, especially once they start playing in Europe, they are going to be in trouble. They're going to be like they were last year. I'm not saying they'll go down. They won't, but they're not going to have a great season playing in that way. It's, it has been the David Moyes way for a but while, it's though. it's so old-fashioned now. I mean, you got away with it yesterday. It worked, there's no question. So they'll say, well, it worked, so no problem. But it won't work well, most weeks. Not playing like that at home yeah, against I say that teams. You can't say no problem there. You, to, to see the way Chelsea... If Chelsea had had, as you say, a recognised striker of Nicholas Jackson had had a little bit better luck on the day... Um, they, they wouldn't be talking about no problem there. That, that That's a, a great home win for West Ham yeah. that c- covers over the performance, I'd say. So, uh, there we are. We move on then to uh, Tottenham Hotspur 2, Manchester United nil. Uh, as I was saying to, uh, to Jim and Simon and Martin, it was nice to go to a game uh, at the lane which didn't feel toxic. It was just a, a pleasant atmosphere before the game, during... And after, and that was that was the starting point of it. And yeah, there was some there were some good signs, Danny, in the performance. I know you were at a wedding on Saturday, so you probably was, caught indeed. up with it in delay on on Sunday. I I, I did. I, I I I followed it surreptitiously at the reception, um, and then <laughs> and I've watched the, the game in full. Actually, I've watched it twice. There you go. I enjoyed <laughs> it so much. Um, let's be honest. Um, Spurs could have been a couple. Could have been down at half time. Mm. Manchester United had had more. Shots at goal in a way performance uh, nearly 20 years since they last had that many shots at goal. And Spurs won't always be that lucky. But I will not complain because classically, they, as I keep saying, they risked losing 3-2 in order to give themselves a chance to win the game. Mm. Um, I, I agree. I mean, I, I've written down here, one up and still going for it. Slight change yeah. from Conte, Nuno and oh, Jose. He's delivering on everything he said. He said, look, this is the way my teams play. We don't sit back. He was annoyed at them against Shakhtar because they scored immediately, probably conditioned by Conte, sat back and, and, and conceded. And he was angry with them at half-time in that friendly. And he said, we're going to stay on the front foot. And... You know, there's going to be times when we fall foul of that. And as you said, the margins were very fine at the weekend. United had scored first. They're going to be. Some... It's the Premier yeah, League. You're sure. not going to get given these points. But but if you don't give yourself an opportunity to grab them, mm. then it's likely that you will leave without them, you know. Yeah, I mean... looking at... lucky after the goal when Anthony hit the post. That could have changed yeah, there were, the game. There was, yeah, yeah. They, there was a couple of big saves from Vicario as well. United were pathetic. Yeah. I think they've been pathetic in both games. They were really poor against Wolves. I thought, Mount, I mean, he's... he's First of all, that's not his position, but he was terrible. Well, that's that's the issue. That's not his position. No. And it, it was the chaos was added to when they decided to try and nullify Spurs' left side by moving their best player, Bruno, who also is their best referee and manager, <laughs> um, out outright. So you've got Mount out out of position now and out of form. You've got um, Fernandez out of position as well. I thought it was a bit odd, but there's there's all kinds of things going on there. Um, that, you know. It's great to get in a new manager. They know the league they come from. They paid a ton of money for Anthony, for instance, but he's he he is he is Ten Hag's player, and anybody with eyes in their head can see it's not working for him at the moment in the Premier League. It hasn't done so far. He will score the occasional absolute scorcher from outside the box, and then not contribute for a little while after that. With all due respect mm. um, to my Talksport colleague, um, you could get Andros Townsend to do that for you even now. Mm. Um, you get to get three or four belters from outside the box every season. Mm. Um, and they're going to have to think about whether that is, how long can they persevere with that, particularly away from home, where he contributes less than brilliantly defensively. Yeah, Mel um, would be much better in that position. That's his position. So. Is that, is that your, yeah. I do I, think, I, I was saying to Paul though, Danny, that Glazer's delay in sale and selling the club, as, mm. re- as I predicted it would, has really cost them basically well, they another, got, another season. They would have got that new ownership bounce. I mean, it's dragged on and dragged on. You would have a new owner come in wanting to lay down a market, done some different business. You might have seen a bit more churn in the squad. Certainly would have bought one of those different, key midfielders. Different atmosphere around. around the club. But no, they've dragged it on and dragged it on. It must be so frustrating for Manchester United fans. By and large, you know the, the cliches are cliches because they contain a kernel of truth. Fish rot from the head, um, and if you don't have leadership at the very front of a club, you will end up with chaos all down the line. Um, and you know the, fact, the very fact that they, are you, you can see it. Are you listening, Todd Bowley? Very, very quickly, very very quickly. Mm. 
that what they desperately needed yesterday was an international defensive midfielder or Saturday d defensive midfielder yeah. to prop them up. But they will not bring McTominay on because the manager doesn't want him anymore. And so it goes on. Yeah. Um, you know, players who shouldn't be in the team are in the team. A player who might help the team is out of the team for a reason. It's a very, very odd situation. Yeah, and let me just say, I, I concur with you on this, that what Conte did to Basuma last season was absolutely criminal. Oh, I yeah. think you're seeing, oh, the, seeing He looks the, like the Brighton Basuma. Yeah, he does, he's, yeah. He's, he's good. The other thing I'd say, can I just say, throwing paper planes at corner takers is witless and balls of paper. The club have to do something about that. You don't well, want to be seen. That's what happens when you have a TIFO, I believe, Andy. It's a TIFO. Oh. <laughs> just when you all hold up bits of card oh, and you get I a see. big yeah. you get a big display. It said, welcome to N17. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, sort of a state agent thing, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a bit. One of them flew on the pitch, though, and stayed on the pitch, the paper plane, like for more or less the whole game. Was it that one that looked like a heart? I was sort of written, why is there a white heart on the pitch? It was really odd. It was just, it was one of somebody's paper plane that actually, yeah. someone could deal with the aerodynamics of a paper plane. Anyway, so Danny a Killies part, with There's a part of me, sorry, there's a yeah. part of me that's glad that the art of paper plane folding hasn't disappeared it's with true. the arrival of computer games. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, that's, that's the main takeaway, really, from the match. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Day. Podcast. Danny Kelly is with us. We're looking back on the Premier League weekend, game by game. We've brought you West Ham, Chelsea, Spurs, Manchester United. We move on to Aston Villa 4, Everton nil. We are looking for whose turn is it in the barrel this weekend. Anybody you yeah. think deserves to take their turn mm. in the barrel after the weekend's football? We would love to know. Somebody putting a particularly poor performance did something quite poor in your eyes. So who should be in the barrel will be revealed. Get your nominations in now. Talksport.com, text 8 and 89 tweet TS H&J uh, I suppose the main takeaway from this game yesterday is going to be a long hard season for Everton Danny <laughs> Sirens red flags alarm bells say, say what you like I mean this wasn't a 4-0 game but it was a real problem for Everton because up to now we've been able to say if they could solve um, their lack of potency in front of goal and uh, they might be okay so suddenly, as if to say, hold my coat, the Everton defence decides to have an absolute nightmare. Mm. And maybe if the barrel was big enough, and Paul never reveals how big the barrel is <laughs> until the last minute, um, they could all go in there because, you know, yeah. well done Aston Villa, well done, because they got hammered last time out and they bounced back, brilliant, um, all good. But some of the, they were gifted these goals by an Everton defence that just didn't look like a Sean Dyche team. Mm. Um, I'm, not, I'm not blaming him. I mean, you know, obviously as well, the, the emotional... Um, cost of seeing Calvert-Lewin, who I think has finished four games, has played 90 minutes four times you know, in just over a year now. Um, you know, it wasn't a muscle injury, it wasn't a game. It's a facial injury. That it, it, That's just bad luck, OK? Yes. But it had an effect on Everton's team. You could just see them roll, mentally rolling their eyes. Mm. But they can't defend like that. If, you can't, if you're relying on getting one goal to get you a point or three points... You cannot defend like that. And I don't know, I can't imagine what Sean Dyche was saying after the game. He said he wanted to substitute the whole lot of them at half-time. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> well, great. Well, yeah. quite, quite difficult. <laughs> the other, the other t uh, thing from that game is when, you know, you just knew if there was any incident where a goalkeeper rushed out and, and touched uh, an, uh, an opposing player, it was going to be a penalty after this what happened on Monday. This week we are mostly giving... This week we are mostly giving any it's, coming together it's between... pathetic, isn't it? It they happens, but you know it's going to happen. Time. You would have put your house on the fact there was going to be a goal like that and so it proved that yeah. Pickford won. Oh yeah and in exactly the same way the Lewis Dunk handball last week was clearly wrong yeah. and so suddenly now you can you can play basketball in your own penalty area. Yeah. Uh, uh, that hello, means Christian. you Christian Romero. Uh, yeah, hello Christian yeah, yeah. Um, and you're going to get away with it. I think rightly this distance thing has to be taken into account. Yeah I mean all goalkeepers would have been warned by their goalkeeping coaches presumably this week yeah. Uh, try and stay at home a little bit if you're not absolutely certain of getting yeah. the ball with both yeah. hands because yeah. the referees yeah. will be doing it. And Ashley um, Young had kicked off at the way he'd been released by uh, Aston Villa, but he could have felt that bad about it because he basically set up their fourth goal, didn't he? Really, was superb, wasn't it? Yeah. And I did feel Michael for Calvert Kane, Lewin. All of them, yeah. Yeah. Of I mean, Calvert Lewin getting some stick from the fans, and I saw his dad jumped on to defend him. No player wants to get injured, and. I mean, I know it's frustrating when you have a player who gets injured a lot, um, but by the same token, you know, he may be their only hope, Obi-Wan Kenobi, so yeah, I think you've got to get behind him. keep him out for too long, come back with a mask or something, you know. So. Hopefully. There yeah. we are then, Villa Everton. We move on to Wolverhampton Wanderers 1, uh, Brighton and Hove Albion 4. Um, there, may, there may be a little bit of solace in the fact for Wolves fans is that they are still creating lots of chances. They're not scoring many of them. 
but they are. I mean, is it, was it 29 or 39 chances created in two games? I take it it's 29, looking at the stat, which is impressive, but you know, you've got to put maybe at least one of them away. Um, it's rare that I dig back into the mists of time to quote the former England manager, Sir Alf Ramsey. But in a person who wasn't given to philosophy, but he did once say, in all seriousness, the taking of chances is, of course, the mystery of life. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's true. Look at the Premier League. The, the teams who are still short of that clinical striker and what a difference it would make to all this play and planning and um, rondos they all do in training. If you've got somebody who knows how to belt the thing over the line, it makes a huge difference. Um, That's what you I, should spend I, 115 yeah. million or not on a defensive oh, midfield. Who are you say. talking about, Andy? Oh, I can't imagine. <laughs> uh, they've had 39 shots in two it games. It was 39, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You know, which is incredible, but you know. But you got Deserby Fabio Silva on the end of them. Two at nearly the new Deserby that would, Wolves were never coming yeah. back in that game. Brighton, Andy, you've had a little flutter at the weekend. I have. I, I just thought I'd have a look at their odds. So uh, To win the title? Well, you never know. You always hope for another Leicester. I did it last year with Arsenal. No one thought they'd do anything. You didn't get 5,000 to 1, though, did you? No, but I got 50 to 1 on Brighton. And I thought, why not? You know, especially each way. Yeah. And they, they've left up from where they left off. I mean, coping with Europe will be key. But they look top six again to me. Yeah. And, you know, they've got a squad. so they, they And they've got money to add to it. So... Yeah. Let's I, have a look. Uh, let's, let's hope Matoma is not made of the same stuff as Mitrovic and doesn't sort of, you know, if City do come calling, yeah, show a bit that, of ankle. He, that's the best he's played for a while. He's been a bit off, actually. He wasn't great at the end of last season. And he wasn't terrific. What, Matoma? Matoma, he wasn't. He, he had a brilliant first half of the season. Great. Well, yeah, he's got yeah, a very he, good goal at the weekend. He, yeah, yeah, the weekend he was back to yeah. full form. That he and Solly great. March are playing brilliantly at yeah. the moment. Oh, yeah. Solly March for England, Danny, you think, in the next squad? Uh, well, it would be, be a very late development, wouldn't it? Was he 29, Solly? Yeah. Um, but you, know, you can't argue with his form. Um, it's interesting, one or two interesting comments from the Brighton players um, after the game saying that they have a better squad now than they had at the start of the transfer window. Um, so they've obviously been uh, instructed to or more likely uh, be they believe that um, they have replaced Caicedo with equally good players. Well, they're going to bring somebody else in, yeah. according to Derby. Well. They're they are looking to bring yeah. another player in for Caicedo. So, um, they can have but, Caicedo back. As as you, just think, you just wonder if that's going to be, if, if Wolves can start converting even a tenth of those into goals, they'll win more than they lose and they should be all right. I but, feel they'll be all right. Yeah, very early days. They're not in my, I've got Everton, Wolves, Luton, Bournemouth and Sheffield United all in trouble. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Wolves, yeah. Maybe they will. Yeah. Manchester right. City won. Newcastle United nil. Um, our own Stuart Pitts made a, a, a bold call last week. He, he felt that mm. Newcastle could uh, win the league. Based on what we saw at the weekend, maybe they took a bit of that inferiority complex to City, decided not to mm. go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them completely. Maybe that would have been daft, but they did have key players missing, but they weren't quite at it, Newcastle, were they? And City were, you know, they did what they do. Well, neither side would would come away from that saying we're absolutely fantastic. Newcastle um, will were taking some solace from the fact that they, um, after going goal behind City, they didn't lose three nil. Um, but City weren't at their best either. Um, you know, Phil Foden had a decent game in midfield. But without De Bruyne, they are at, you know they are more vulnerable than you know without De Bruyne when he's absolutely fitting at it. They're a little bit less efficient, perhaps, than they might have been. It took a, a banging goal mm. um, to, to get them over the line. But, of course, that, they've got a team stacked with players who will get you that banging goal if you need it. I thought Newcastle, uh, I, I, I think, Paul, I'm agreeing with you here, I thought they could have been a little bit more adventurous mm. and given themselves a better chance to get something out of the game. Yeah, I thought Foden was terrific. Wow, I picked yeah. him out on match mm. of the day. I thought he had a wonderful game. It's a shame Gareth wasn't there, really. Um, He's a fa my fantastic main, player, isn't he? Yeah. He is. My main takeaway from this uh, game was that Pep, mm. his hair is getting quite long. Yeah. And his beard is thick. I don't know if well, he's growing. If he grew, I worked it out. If he had a number three, I was looking at his... I went and stopped and had a look where his hairline okay. is. Yeah. He'd, he'd be like Nasser Hussain. Yeah, if he went like Mr Burns. High fringe. He'd go, he'd go for that. And Andy Zortzman, if he really grew it. Oh, my Andy Zortzman. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the other thing there is the salt and pepper nature of the beard he's grown means yeah. that the top bits, the sideburn section, is very grey. And looking at, my, at distance on the touchline, he looks like an old Edwardian gent. I'd like to see him go out. I'd like to see him go out with a, like a top coat, and like a dress coat on, and have a fob watch That's that he could look need. at and start berating the fourth of it. Look at the time. 
Isn't it funny how our, our, our own everything is seen through the prisms of our own life? I've I've seen I'm starting to enjoy his longer hair and his grey beard. If it would just get, if he grows hair a little bit longer, he can join several folk bands I'm devoted to. So he's so incredible. Putting a finger in, putting a finger in he's, one oh, ear. He'll have, a, he'll have a mandolin on the touchline soon. I promise you. <laughs> yeah. You remember talking about teams would go long and start to go long. This is why yeah. Pep's so great. He's always one step ahead. Yeah. Everybody else is now playing the press. You know, push forward except yeah. for David Moyes, of course. But everybody else. <laughs> And meow. Uh, well, it's true. Everyone else is. Yeah, I know you're going to say. Everyone else has moved into well, that the 21st ball, century. That ball was pinged into the left channel. He just played through the press just, a couple of that's, times. That's it. And then you, he's just always one step ahead of the game. That's what makes him so. Uh, yeah. I, I, one step, Andy? Yeah. Well, okay. And doesn't he yeah, love to send a, a message steps. to the world and the FA? He kind of over celebrated a very early season win over Newcastle because he wanted to prove the point. You stitched us up by making us play Wednesday yeah. in Greece yeah, and yeah, Saturday yeah. tonight. That's true. And my boys stepped up and they made mugs of you all so you, you know we know what we know what the old edwardian gent is doing really yeah so uh, but yeah, uh, if, if that stuff was any more transparent i would take buy it for a greenhouse let's be honest <laughs> but newcastle are going to win a lot more games than they lose yeah they're, absolutely they're and uh, it was great for dan burn to confirm that sandro uh, tonoli did not uh, go to uh, spoons weatherspoons by mistake <laughs> um he knew what he was doing he looked up restaurants um, in Gosforth, and that's the one he favoured. And apparently, Cheap breakfast. He enjoyed Cheap breakfast. it. He had a lovely yeah. meal and uh, a drink, probably all included in the price. And uh, he'll be going back, apparently. So maybe he'll be fueled by spoons <laughs> next year, old uh, this season, old Sandra. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, I was on my way at the lane listening to uh, Adrian and Dance and the gang, mm. and they were, uh, yeah, it, it was sounding pretty worrying in that first 15 minutes for uh, Liverpool, but they did they did find their feet. But, mm. yeah, a pretty shaky start for them in that game, Danny. Yeah, they recovered after what was a mad first 10 minutes when they had the one, that goal that was disallowed, and Antoine uh, Semenyo got that goal. Um, but after that, I think you have to be honest, Liverpool overpowered them. Mm. Um, it, it, a lot, of, a lot of attack and a lot of shots. Twenty-six shots a goal, most of which came in the last hour. So they really, really did overpower them. Um, they they can't defend like that against even better teams than Bournemouth because it won't work. Um, interested today to see that they're starting to uh, express an interest for this defensive midfield they so obviously need in Calvin Phillips, mm. who I think you could probably get now for a third of what Moises Caicedo, who's now of course the poster boy for overexpensive transfers. Um, I'm, I'm surprised that Phillips hasn't been nudged by other teams in the Premier League because he was terrific at Leeds and yeah, maybe it's just not the very, right thing for City. Player. Yeah, he's had yeah. a difficult time. I thought the, uh, they featured him on Match of the Day. Soboslai, is it? Soboslai, yeah. Soboslai. Yeah. Uh, Dominic to the rest of us, yeah. He very looked, good. He looks tremendous. That was a, yeah. Yeah. Looks a very good um, What about the McAllister red card? Apparently they are, they are going to appeal it. Um, it's probably one of those that 
yeah. won't get overturned. I don't know. Three umpires games at this call, stage, isn't it? Though, is not I mean, cricket terms, umpires yeah. call, isn't it? it is um, I, I don't think it was a red card myself, but I'm not the no. important person. Uh, but it's not enough for not a red card, if you know what I mean, and can excuse the double negative for it to be overturned. And what of Bournemouth? They say played some nice, some nice stuff early on, Danny, in the game, but obviously couldn't maintain it. I mean, the Diaz, we should point the Diaz goal was a cracker as well, wasn't it? Uh, look, I think Liverpool are going to be pretty good this year, um, certainly compared to last year. Hmm. And I think the teams, particularly at Anfield, are teams who are going to get whacked there. So Bournemouth, you know, did did what they could, kept in the game for as long as they could. After that, I'd say it was one-way traffic. Bournemouth, hmm. I'm not sure yet is the answer about Bournemouth. I'm really not sure um, how they'll settle in um, into this this year's uh, league, I, 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 I wouldn't want to be making stuff up here. I just don't mm. know because there are a number of teams that um, could do all kinds of things in the, in the remainder of the transfer window. Yeah. And uh, so that's kind of um, pay me now, but ask me again in three weeks. <laughs> that's right. Liverpool have got more than enough going forward to challenge yeah. for top four. It's what they do defensively and in midfield. And in really. midfield. There's still plenty of time for them, though. Home, They've got to uh... weaken a bit. Fulham nil. <coughs> Excuse me, Annie. Well, Fulham nil. Brentford still got the cold. Ivan, who I've written here. Brentford three. Yes. Um, I mean, our resident Brentford fan will have seen this before. They're really good, aren't they? I mean, they were doing that when he wasn't playing at the end of last season. So they they link up five wins and a draw without him. They could cash in. They should cash in. Really. I mean, you know, they, they obviously can Well, I'd all be for them uh, cashing in at this stage you would and be, sending yeah. him to Spurs. That would be in very In a certain nice. direction, yeah, yeah. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Fulham looked unsettled by Mitrovic. And I think, they did, yeah, absolutely. I, I think, basically, that they'll be all right as long as Marco Silva is happy. But if he comes out of the transfer win- window unhappy, then Fulham have got big problems. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what insights. they do with the Mitrovic money. Mm. The other thing I mean, is... No, yeah, sorry, yeah. Danny. Got, not only that, they've got, they've got a really good price, Mitrovic, as is the Saudi Arabian... Bonus, I guess. Mm. Um, somewhere out there, they're, yeah, they're another one of these teams, and you know, it, it's not a sort of rocket science that have to find somebody to convert their possession football. And if that's what you're going to play, possession football, you've got to find somebody to convert all that effort into the, the occasional goal. Um, but they've got lots of money to do it with, and if, if, if their scouting system can find somebody, they'll be fine, won't they? And you're right, the, the manager is, is critical in all this because. He, we've seen it before in the Premier League. He, if he gets fed up with something, he just, he just, the hand comes off the tiller really easily, mm-hmm. doesn't it? That's the thing. Yeah. Can I just say yeah, that I, I hadn't realised that uh, Tim Ream had been sent off. So yeah. until there was a classic match of the day yellow for him early, you know when they show it. In the yeah, house, you know. You, oh, why, he's going to go. Why have they pointed this <laughs> shown the yellow in there? Yeah. Now I, I, again, a refereeing point. I didn't see any difference between that challenge, which got a bloke a second yellow and a penalty against him, and the tackle by uh, Martinez on on Christian Romero. I mean, which isn't. Uh, I think it's got a lot to do with the referees and the the, the profile mm-hmm. of the referees. Michael Oliver ran that game like he wasn't ever going to go and look at a monitor. There was two or three big calls in the game. The handball from Romero, uh, the foul on Romero as well. Mm. Um, they both could have been penalties. But both times I sense Michael Oliver, someone saying, Michael, you won't be... And he, no, no, you're all right. I'm Michael Oliver. I'm a FIFA referee. But he's the best referee yeah, in the league. And I'm and not complaining about that. Yeah, no, right. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bruno mm. Fernandes forgot to mention the foul by Martinez on, <laughs> yeah. on Romero, but in his post-match refereeing analysis, yeah. um, but Michael Oliver g- g- exudes a level of confidence, sure. that's backed up by his excellent, no one's perfect, excellent decision making, and the VAR backed off. They were there to back him up, mm. not to second guess him. Yeah, and I thought, yeah, I thought he was fantastic at the lane. Yeah. Paul and I showed our age before though. we were talking about Fernandez header. We both said th- we both written a thrupney bit header. Thrupney bit header. <laughs> no one head. knows what that is Man. now. <laughs> no, 50, no. I suppose you could say fifty, 50 pence 50 head. 50 head. 50 but even that's not as, as <laughs> angular as it used to be. What was he trying to do? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, mean, I saw him ghost in there, and uh, yeah, I thought oh, he's oh, got to score. Has he got to score? a great win for Brentford. That must be. Uh, yeah. We're never going to get consistency. I think the, the, the thing that our web will never really achieve is consistency in the refereeing and the calls. It's very difficult. Because, you know, they're all different. They're all flesh and blood. They're all different people. And that includes mm. the VAR officials as and well. And the incidents are all one millionth of a percent different from yesterday's incident and tomorrow's incident. Yeah. And that's why you're never going to quite get that consistency. Let's quickly go back to Friday night. Forest 2, Sheffield we're United 1. We did. Uh, we, yeah. We've rushed from. Well, Sheff- luckily there was a postponement, wasn't there? So we were lucky. Yes, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Sir 
Majorie. I never had a problem with his crossing mm. when he was at Tottenham. I loved him for it. I had a problem with his defending, uh, certainly when people were running at him uh, when he was in the box. Uh, and he gave away a lot of penalties. But, man, he can cross a ball, Danny, as he showed oh. twice the other mm. day. You don't play for you don't play for clubs like Paris Saint-Germain um, unless, unless you're a decent footballer. Um, incidentally, Paul, you'll be lighter to know that Hakimi gave away a penalty for PSG mm. this weekend, uh, which cost them two points. Um, that was, you would have thought that penalty had left the club when Serge Aurier left. But no, it's <laughs> really? back. Oh, it's an absolute Aurier special oh, by their right really? back. I'll go and check it out. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you how- should. I mean, he's a really good footballer. Mm. Um, and, and like so many modern uh, fullbacks and wingbacks, he's much better face- facing the opposition goal than he is defending his own. That's that's the way we play the game now, and I'm all for it. You know, I don't I don't want to go back to the days of four five one. I really don't. Home form kept them up last year for us, but I think so. Sheffield was always going to be hard for Sheffield United, but to get back to one one, I think, and the way they play gives them a bit of hope. Yeah, you know, uh, you know why? Well, I, I, I agree exactly. Yeah. The, the biggest issue that uh, that uh, Paul Hackenbottom has got and the Sheffield United players is not to listen to people like you, Andy, and me. Mm. Um, if, you, if you listen to us, then they've got no mm. chance at all. The manager's job is to convince the players mm. that they belong at this level and that if they keep doing what they, they've done so well throughout their careers, otherwise they wouldn't be Premier League footballers, they will get something. And they, you know, it's heartbreaking that Wood got that uh, late winner for them, but they will come away from that and say, we were in that game against a team that wins a lot of home matches for 99% of it. I thought it was very encouraging for Sheffield United. Just to yeah. give the refs a bit of a, a boost, I, th- I think they're getting better at seeing if a forward makes the first contact. Yeah. You know, they don't fall for that thing where the forward initiates the contact and then they give a penalty. They the seem, Mr. Grimsdale. Yeah, they seem to be sort yeah, of After Thrupney Bits, I'll see your Thrupney yeah. Bits and I'll give you Norman Wisdom lines. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. So, you've already done Edwardian sideburns. Sure You're doing I, great, Paul. I'm not sure I should say uh, I'll see your Thrupney Bits. That feels a bit wrong. <laughs> so, um, whose turn is it in the barrel? Let's find out. <laughs> Yes, every week in this section we decide who should take their turn in the barrel. Someone who lets the side down. It may be one person, it may be a group of people. We've had some nominations. Lucy Bronze for the barrel. That's a bit much. Andrew <laughs> the Wolves The ultimate jog-back defender, mate. Scott McKenna from well, Forest, definitely error. in the barrel. I mean, she ran straight into trouble. Lost the ball yeah. and then just put the ball where she was and they scored. I know. I know, that's true. So it, I think uh, she they were the better team, enough. though. Let's so be okay. truthful. She's, she's in the mix for the barrel. Ethan says, Scott McKenna from Forest. He was Sheffield United's best player. Lucky Aurier <laughs> went to the Beckham School of Crossing. Paul Tierney obviously has a grudge against Liverpool, says Kevin Grange over Sands. <laughs> Kai Sado, absolutely woeful, says Pete in Gate 10. I'm going for uh, Mateus Nunes. Now, to miss a game for a team they've got a big game next week I think against Sheffield United um, which he's now going to Everton which is which could be a six pointer which yes. he's now going to miss because he stupidly shoves players when the game's gone but he is a kid but not very clever you're going for the Everton defence Danny I, I, I mean I, I, off the back of that of course he's missed a chance now to cash in against that Everton defence <laughs> and so yeah if you've got the big barrel out this week Paul I'd like to put the Everton defence into it and Andy, Andy? I'd go for Axel Disaster for his terrible pass. <laughs> so yeah. what are we going to go with? No, I'll allow you to uh, go for this one. You, you nominate it. Paul, you, you, well, why, don't, why don't you... Yes, you, you have it. OK, I think, I think I then... Uh, I, just, I won't pick on a 24-year-old who's just started playing here. Uh, let's go for the Everton defence. Sorry, boys. They'll know. <laughs> Hopefully they'll feed off it. They'll put it on the dressing yeah. room wall yeah. before <laughs> next week, Sean. Do quite a so. squeeze in that barrel now with four yeah. of them, isn't it? Captain <laughs> Pugwash. Yes, we are. <laughs> Danny, nice one. We'll catch up with you... Uh, Joy, absolute joy. And Sunday night, you're back with Andy and the gang for... I was listening last night. Great listening. Trans Europe Express. Thank you. Always excellent. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Uh, Emergency officials, we were mentioning earlier on, uh, someone had to step in at the uh, Pompey uh, game against Cheltenham. Come out the crowd and do his thing. Gave such a good performance that Wade Elliott, the... uh, Cheltenham manager said uh, he's the, probably the best official we've had all this year. Perhaps the rest should have a curry and four pints before a game. I think the ref in the Women's World Cup final had. Uh, Andy in the Black Country says, Many moons ago I worked in a bakery. I booked the Saturday off as me and a mate went to a local beer festival. I was steaming by 6pm. My gaffer rang, said, could I go in uh, on the night as one of the lads was ill? I went for a ruby, had two hours kip. 
Walked to work for midnight. The bread was fantastic. I couldn't remember a thing uh, about going in. Oh, dear. Me and beer festivals have issues, I think, but it's great. You still made great bread. You did it probably on autopilot. So uh, you can tell us those stories of when, uh, yeah, you probably weren't in a completely fit state to uh, do whatever you're doing and also being an emergency official. Many years ago in a top game, um, two of the officials were taken ill or injured. A spectator took took off his clothes down to a full all-black referee kit and was used, apparently attended every game. Oh, was like Superman, oh, that's ridiculous. says Phil, the Manchester just hoping. Just hoping that I've just got the call because mm-hmm. I think uh, your man who uh, stepped in the other day for Pompey was um, they had to find him a pair of boots. They can only find gold boots. No one likes an official in gold boots, <laughs> really, do they? No. But it's a great story. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Well, not really. Uh, it's Clips of the Week pewter. We bring you these every Monday. Uh, you get the idea. Some old box of mini discs lying in the corner. Uh, old clips. Oh, look Look at this. This is gold. Well, it's not gold. It's pewter. Some of the clips back in the day. Um, maybe they weren't quite as good as they are now. That's probably, you know. Thanks to all your I, fine. I efforts. think they're fine. We wouldn't have put them out in the first place. No, if they they're not. Good. No, that's true. We, we we try to keep the standards up. These are from 2005. We dusted them off for you. We've not heard them since, so uh, we enjoy uh, many of them for the first time since then. So let's get underway. We start with the news from Mike Beauville. West Ham travel to Birmingham tonight, hoping to extend the 10-point gap between the two sides in the Premiership. It's the first of three Sussex... 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 The first of three away trips for the Hammers. <laughs> Fetch a cloth, Granville. <laughs> Consecutive. It happens to all of us. This is a caller to Paul Breen Turner on Drive. Let's go to uh, Lee. You're a West Brom fan. Uh, you think Southampton are better off without him, don't you? Well, what's the problem? Okay, he's done all right at Portsmouth, yeah. He's done very well at Portsmouth. He's gone to Southampton. Southampton have been playing awful football this season. He got Southampton relegated. They can do better without him. Harry Redknapp is a very mediocre manager. He's never won nothing, and he never will. Thanks a lot, Tom. <laughs> he was a regular caller at the station. He, he was high, tremendous, wasn't he? High pitched lad. He was off and on, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a quick talker. And he just he, he, very neat and tidy. No need to cut him off. He, he cuts himself off. Sticking with the callers. Here's one to Ian Collins. Steve's in Portsmouth. Steve, hello. Morning, Steve. Hello, Steve. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody prefers it's a long distance call. Clearly in the other room. It was. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, okay. Um what's uh, next? Over then? to Alan Brazil now on breakfast with business expert Hank Potts. No, interesting uh interest rates in the US, Hank. Yeah, that's uh, right. Set to rise or not? I'm getting mixed reports about this. Two different stories. Bob Monkhouse <laughs> told me they were set to go down on her two different versions. Two different versions. I did love those with Alan, you know, it's fantastic. He just said uh, Alan, associated bananas down fifteen, I see. <laughs> anyway, uh, here's Keith Arthur on Fisherman's Blues. When I do my annual trip to the Florida Keys, we, we fish for permit. Don't you need some kind of licence for that? <laughs> he would. Official uh, permit, I'm sure you do. Staying with Keith, here he is with a caller. Uh, Joy's on the phone from Kenya. Joy, good morning. I'm certainly not in Kenya yet. I no. wish I was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry, you're not. You're in Barnet. Oh, yeah, it's very similar. Yeah, I always, always get those two mixed up, really. Ken, <laughs> Kenya and Barnet. I remember, obviously, Barry Fry in charge of Kenya for many years. <laughs> uh, what's next, Andy? It's commentator Chris Cooper. Finnan now, right-hand side for Liverpool, back to the centre circle for her man, Sissoko, who's covered every grade of blast. Every grade of blast, <laughs> we have Spooner, isn't, isn't there? Is. And stand with the commentators, it's the much miss, our old friend, Nigel Pearson. And Henri is up against the Kellenberg for Ajax. Can the Gunners take the lead just before the break? Up steps Thierry Henri, back of the net. Oh, no, it's gone wide. Can you believe that? It's <laughs> <laughs> good. It's easy done, side netting. Yep. Uh, here's Ian Collins introducing news from the Moose. It's half ten, the latest news headlines. Here's the Moose. Speed cameras. We're going to start with speed cameras. No longer yep. will they be paid for by speeding fines. The... Uh, the transport secretary has announced that from... I think I'm on the wrong mic here. Should I move this mic? Let's talk into this one. Is that better? No, OK. Well, anyway, speed cameras no longer being paid for by speeding fines. Transport secretary has announced that from 2007, the cash raised by... That went well, didn't it? <laughs> that was fantastic. That went well. He sort of headbutted it in between. <laughs> 
Well, be- beautiful. This is Mike Parry and Graham Beecroft now. Sounds a bit funky, that, uh, Graham. That was funky. one of your choices, was it? It was funky. So you must have gone to them sort of funky Birkenhead type of nightclubs, you know what I mean? Well, there where, were too many... Where, where people used to bang together the old macarets and... <laughs> macarets? Bang together the old macarets. <laughs> um, castanets. I mean, it wasn't really a clubbing thing. It was actually going to a Spanish club. <laughs> oh, yeah, we all used to go along, yeah, the Funketeers with our castanets. <laughs> OK, That's and what's next then? Ludicrous. It's another caller to Ian Collins now. Uh, Sarge in Oxford. Hi, Sarge. Hi, good morning. Uh, good after- Good morning. How are you? <laughs> well, make up your mind, mate. One of those. Now, what? He's been on nights. Staying with the callers. It was great to hear Matt Lucas's Little Britain character, Andy, call Alvin Martin. We won't know until May, really, Tony. And uh, to be fair, you know, you won the Champions League last year. Yeah. Uh, well... And you went, the- you-, you reportedly went the strongest. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you doing that Maybe Matt Lucas, he's a big Arsenal fan. He listens to the station. Maybe he thought, you know what, there's something in that caller. That's fantastic. Brilliant. Uh, one last one from the Moose now. And finally, Frank Carlton's coming on in a minute or two. I'm not sure if he can actually hear these couple of jokes. National Comedy Awards tonight. Surprise, I'm not up for one. Here's a joke for you, Dad. The, uh, the other day... Yeah, it was going very well, wasn't it? Yeah, it's all about timing, really. And finally, it's uh, yes, it's Mike Parry treating us to a bit of music. No woman, no cry. No woman, no cry. And that's by the now, Foogies. Yeah, that's by the Foogies, but yeah. it was originally done by uh, Bob Whaler. Bob Whaler and the Marlies. Bob Whaler. It's just. I didn't know that Bob Whaler sang in Russian. Yeah, tremendous. It's strange. That needed. That was lacking. It was lacking macarets, uh, wasn't it? It yeah. needed some macarets in the background. Oh I think. Well, there you are. They weren't bad, were they? No, they few were there from two thousand and five. Good. And uh, we'll try and dust off a few more uh, mm. for you next week. Uh, you've been getting in touch and stuff. Stepping in as a reserve. We saw that in the game the other day uh, in the Pompey Cheltenham game. Stepping, my mate once had to step in a referee a Sunday pub game. The only issue was he'd been out all night and ended up getting in a fight. Subsequently refereed the game wearing <laughs> jeans and a ripped blood-stained T-shirt sporting a black eye. You wouldn't expect that to see from an official, would you? You wouldn't mess with the official, though, would you? Looking like that. That's very true. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That's how it all unfolded today. I'm back with Charlie uh, tomorrow. Andy back on Wednesday. Do hope you can join us. If not, the podcast is always available just after four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.